1: to another edition of the Night Report Podcast. I'm your host, Richie Schneider, joined by Rutgers beat writer, Rutgers rivals uh, senior writer. I don't know what you want to call yourself, Craig. A little bit of Craig, it. Yeah, well, uh, the Rutgers rival Swiss Army knife, um, <laughs> aka Johnny Langan, aka Craig Epstein. <laughs> Thank you. Craig, uh, what's going on, man?
0: Not much. I mean, it was a pretty, pretty eventful day yesterday between, uh, you know, the Yankees got Juan Soto, um, cool. you know, the, the Jets announced Zach Wilson's going to be the starting quarterback. Uh, you know, it's, uh, I don't think they ever had any hockey games yesterday. No basketball. The Knicks already <laughs> lost, but, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. And Rutgers got Dylan Harper. That I was, know. uh, that was definitely something that, you know, we've talked about over the last, I would say at this point year, I mean, oh, it's
1: over that. I yeah. Think.
0: It's just, it's been as long as I can remember. I mean, just crazy, but, uh, we've talked about it for a long time. We've, basically said everything there is to say other than other than those words Dylan Harper is officially officially a Scarlet Knight but now we can say it so that's that's awesome yeah and um yeah I mean it's about as good of uh about as good as it gets if you're a Rutgers fan between Ace Bailey and now you got Dylan Harper the dynamic duo I mean we've talked Mm -hmm. about it where now the, the the floor isn't just to make the NCAA tournament to me the floor now is sweet 16 at the minimum and to me, the ceiling is a potential Final Four berth. I mean, that's that's how good these two guys are and can be together, and yeah. that's and not even just them. I mean, the like Lathan Somerville, you know, D- Dylan Grant, all these different guys. You know, kind of the Fab Five that we've kind of talked about. And I thought it was so funny how uh, Better yesterday than the Fab I, Five, yeah, right. And I thought <laughs> it was so funny and kind of I don't know, just kind of cool how they had Jalen Rose was the was, I guess, mm-hmm. the mediator at the yeah. Dylan Harper uh, announcement. So that was that was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just so ex- ex- so excited just to watch these guys play, get to cover them, and see where this thing goes. Because I mean, to me, the, what did we say? The the floor is the ceiling, or the ceiling is the roof. I mean, yeah, that's kind of the expectation for next year's Rutgers basketball team.
1: Yeah, it's it's crazy to me because like <clears throat> someone asked me yesterday, and they're like, "Hey, like, when's the last time like a school landed the number two and number three player?" And I'm like, mm, "Last year, uh, <laughs> Kentucky." <laughs> Uh, they got Aaron Bradshaw and uh I forget who the other guy was, but uh regardless, I, I do think this is like this has to be a tournament team, bare minimum. Um and I think you ha like you said, you have to make this sweet sixteen at least. Like mm-hmm. there's too much talent. And it's not just those two. You're also partnering him with um one of the better defenders in the country and Jeremiah Williams, who no no one really knows about yet because they haven't gotten to see him. But he when he did play, he was a great defender. And then you're also getting uh, what do you call it, Gavin Griffiths, who's was one of the best shooters <laughs> <laughs> up until recently, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, no, this is just incredible, man. This is this is something else. I didn't understand the Jalen Rose thing. I thought that was a little odd. Um,
0: <laughs> I'm guessing he's um, he's friends with Ron Senior. I mean, I don't. I <clears> just assumed <throat> he
1: was like some part of Fanatics somehow.
0: Oh, yeah, I didn't think of that.
1: Overtime or what? One of those crazy wacky things because that was the weirdest announcement ever because number one it was a woge bomb which was like all yeah. right yeah that's that's cool i guess but um also not cool i guess because everyone was pissed off and I, I, i'll be honest i was a little pissed off because i was like oh i got this ready i'm gonna stream this whole <laughs> thing it's gonna be on instagram but i'm also gonna stream it on our youtube and then all of a sudden it's like 4:20 or something and someone uh texted me they're like yo he committed and i'm like no he didn't it's not really? live like and i'm looking i'm like Woj, goddamn
0: it. <laughs> Listen, I mean this is what happens when you deal with the National Media cuz somebody must have told him. And like uh, yeah. when you're dealing with like Woj, like they don't they don't care. Like they're just going to like they're just going to put it out cuz what mm-hmm. like what do they have to lose? Like Yeah. He's 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 Woj, like.
1: Yeah. So um going back to what I was saying before though, um interestingly enough before this year, the number 2 and number 3 players in the country, it was uh Jason Tatum and Harry Giles for Duke. Mm-hmm. They lost in the second round. <laughs> yeah, so you you have to get past that. I feel yeah. like at, at a bare minimum, it's 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 tough. It's not easy. Like it's not easy to like just. It's weird because like someone said like uh, after last night's game, someone was like, "Hey, like if, even if we put those two on the court right now, we're still a bad team." And I'm like, <laughs> "No, <laughs> no, you're not." <laughs> but uh, anyway, it's it's going to be interesting. I I don't really know what uh what else like is going to happen over the next year? It's just kind of like, what am I supposed to do about basketball recruiting content? Like this, this was my content for a whole year. Um, Trey
0: McKinney, hope that, uh, yeah, that's, hope that there's, you know, some smoke there.
1: there. There is, there's some legitimate smoke there. This isn't done. Like people are like, Oh yeah, Rutgers one and done, whatever. Who cares? Six months of number two and three. There's more to it. And I'm not talking Trey McKinney. I'm not talking Darius Acuff. Who's visiting in February. Um, they've also had a bunch of other four stars visiting. I'm talking like future, future, like the number 26, um, in 2026 class, I forget how to pronounce his name. I think it's, uh, kind Aspirella. Asparella, Asparella. He, about it. uh He's a new, a new guy. He's a center for Don Bosco prep. He transferred in this off season. He's number 24 in the country. He, he was rocking a Rutgers hat yesterday after Harper's thing. And he, apparently he's heavily considering Rutgers. Now he doesn't have an offer yet, but, I'd be shocked if they didn't offer him down the line. He's seven foot, six two thirty, big man. Like <laughs> this isn't stopping. Like as long as they are somewhat successful, this is going to be like a crazy domino effect for the Scarlet Knights.
0: Yeah, I mean that sounds like the this is the pipeline for Don Bosco starting to uh starting to pull, come into effect. I mean, yeah, it's just crazy. And I'm just looking at yesterday, and obviously the uh, number two overall or th- two or threes. I mean, I keep seeing twos and threes, but uh,
1: Harper's three, Ace okay. is two for us. Okay. Well, either way only, I think we're you... the only ones that have Ace two, actually, which I am shocked by because I think Ace is uh, – I'm going to be nice, honest here. Ace is the better player.
0: Mm. Then, so, Dylan or, or you then, saying...
1: then Dylan or oh, – Then Dylan. Okay. And, uh, yeah, and I, I honestly think he could be the better player when it's all said and done than Cooper Flagg. Like, I think mm. Ace could be number one.
0: But, I, but it just makes me think back to, like, how, how I guess Rutgers fans and how kind of us react to, like <clears> – <throat> other guy, other big name guys that have, that have committed in the past. Like, I don't know, like the Michael Williamses, obviously the Mike Rosario's, even the cliff on Marie's, like how we reacted to the guys of that level, yeah. actually picking Rutgers <laughs> and how we get kind of, I guess through like, almost like a parade. Cause it's like, wow, it's like a good, like a good, really good high school player. But this guy, these two guys really are just in a different stratosphere. I mean, uh-huh. like we've talked about it. We've talked about, it, no, these are guys who are going to be lottery picks, like one and done. Like, th- like, there's a serious chance you could say with the that the first overall pick is like Ace Bailey, and the second overall pick is Dylan Harper. Like, could you, could, like, could you imagine that? Like, that would just, that would just be like so cool. And hopefully, a part of me hopes, part of me not hopes that both one or two go to the Knicks. To be honest, well, of course, but you guys would <laughs> have to have, um, you know, it's very possible you guys could have a pretty bad season next uh, year. <laughs> well, maybe one, and maybe they'll both go to the Knicks and the Nets. You never know.
1: I'd be I'd be cool with that, and honestly, in terms of like media aspects, if that was to happen from a Rutgers perspective, it would be huge to have like <laughs> a star player on the Knicks and that's down the street. Then they they would probably bring a bunch of other players to games like nonstop in those new luxury suites, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the,
0: and the it also made suites. me think of. I was also thinking of because I saw people, a bunch of people posting the um the old Ron Harper when he uh, Ron Harper Jr. when he committed. Mm-hmm. That just—I I forget what year that picture was, but obviously, just Ron Harper Jr. just looks so different. He looks like just like such like a like a little kid. And then you have little Dylan Harper, a little, i guess at the time, a little almost like a—I don't even know how old he was, but he just like it's just like it's think of that. Just look at that picture and think like the effect that those like two guys would have on really Rutgers basketball, like the landscape. Like one guy basically, basically gave it like the rebirth. And the little kid <laughs> the little kid sitting right next to him is gonna be the biggest recruit or one of the biggest recruits they've ever gotten in program history. Like it's just it's just crazy how things work out.
1: Yeah, no, it is uh absolutely crazy. He does look a little weird there, <laughs> just to see him like in a different aspect, but yeah. Um yeah, this is just absolutely insane. They had the number two recruiting class, and um, I know everyone's touting Steve Pike as like the greatest guy ever, and and he deserves it. He deserves the credit, he deserves everything that Everyone's given him, but I also do want to give some credit to Brandon Knight because this man has been on a tear since he's been at Rutgers. He started off his career recruiting Geo Baker. Then he got um, Montez Mathis over UConn, which was a huge win at the time. That was another, that, yeah, that
0: was another one. I forgot that, yeah, I meant yeah, to mention, yeah, Montez Mathis. That
1: was one of those ones where everyone's like throwing a parade, like you said. Yeah, like yeah it yeah. was like, oh my God, we, we beat UConn? Like, we beat UConn? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, like you beat UConn, like. And that, that was a good Yukon team at the time. I Maybe remember that the good, day, I
0: remember when he committed and I had the same exact reaction. I was like, they beat Yukon.
1: Yeah, and it, <laughs> it was it was huge. Like and Yukon's blue blood, like yeah. whether people want to admit it or not. Um on top of that, Cliff Amore, of course. And now he has Dylan and Ace as number two and number three in the country, uh on, under his belt now. So now like I think he's got a national recruiter of the year, right? Like
0: <laughs> that is that an award? Uh
1: yeah, we do it every year.
0: Oh, I'm saying, like, I was thinking like an NCA type of award. No, no,
1: no, no. Like, Rivals does it. Uh, uh, All the recruiting sites do it. But I would, I mean, when you recruit number two and three in the country, like, it's just like, yeah, right? Like, you got to give it to them. I mean, you can, I I know some people are going to, like, Duke fans are going to be weirdos and be like, well, well, you know, Jalen Lucas got Cooper (laughs) flag and, uh, I don't know, Patrick Ngongba. And it's like, "Mm," but he's not number two and three. That's just number one in, like, 24 or something. Um, but that, yeah, that did piss off a lot of people too in terms of the ranking because Rutgers isn't number one in the country, they're technically number two, which is fine, it's still damn good. Like, but Duke does have a crazy class coming in, so that's like Rutgers has one, two, 129, and not ranked Bryce Dorch, uh, who's just outside those rankings because he was previously ranked like 145, 146 or something, and then Duke's got like one seventeen, twelve. 12. 24 or 25 and it's like all right well hence you see the difference hmm. but it's still it's going to be a crazy battle and scheduling i i can't wait like you've got to take this team on like a world tour like i want a taylor <laughs> swift world tour arenas <laughs> are sold out everywhere it's going to be crazy like i i think this is the year pico finally is going to do a uh an, an mte during the holiday season because we you might kinda... not have
0: much of a choice to be honest <laughs> I mean I
1: I get his thinking behind it because he, his thinking was always saying like hey like I want these guys to have off. It's their their time with their families like Thanksgiving is a big obviously big family holiday like so it makes sense from that aspect but when there's so many big games on that weekend I think you have to go somewhere and and spots are filling up and that's where it gets a little tricky. Um we do know that Legends Classic is um there's a lot of people pushing for Rutgers to go down to the Legends Classic um in Florida I believe it is. And they don't have, I think they need five teams. Or not, not the Vikings, I'm sorry. The ESPN Events Invitational, it's called. Mm. And it's down in Orlando. Uh, It's basically Disney. It's like ESPN Resorts, Disney, whatever it is. Um, But yeah, so they're, they're looking for teams. I know Syracuse was interested. Duke was interested. St. John's is one that was interested. Rutgers, they're pushing to try to get interested to see if they're interested. But that would be a hell of a lineup. Mm. And personally, screw that. Jimmy V Classic, I went to it the other night. For for UConn, um, well, I saw FAU, Illinois first. Then it was UConn-UNC. That atmosphere is just, it's a different level. And I've seen Rutgers play there, and it's it was it been crazy. You've seen Rutgers play there. It's been crazy. If they get the number two and number three player in New York City, in the Mecca of basketball, in Jimmy V Classic, which has Rutgers ties to it, obviously, we're talking that place is going to go insane, louder than any Knicks game's ever been over the past <laughs> couple of years. I mean, I just, I don't know. I don't know if you have any ideas of like where where you want to see them go, but I no, I just,
0: I think the garden, I mean, that's, that's at the very least. I mean, they, go, they go to the garden even without these, guys. I mean, they went just last year, like mm-hmm. the garden is almost should be, I mean, not, I, just, I guess kind of their second home. Like You, you want to make your state, you want to make like kind of your staple mm-hmm. in that New York city area, because that's <clears> kind of, you know, the bread and butter of the benefits of being Rutgers university is you get that New York city market what better way to show off your your two biggest recruits in program history than at? I mean, you know you you, you hate to admit it, the world's most famous arena, the Mecca. Like, no, no, is...
1: I, I admit that. No, I openly, yeah. No, and, but, but I mean, this is,
0: is. <laughs> this is where you know basketball. Like this is the home of basketball, and what better way to showcase your 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 guys than there? And then yeah, like you said, go to Florida, maybe go to the Bahamas because I would love to go down and well, wear my Hawaiian shirt, you know, <laughs> to drink a, like a margarita <laughs> on the beach. Un-
1: Unfortunately, it does sound like the Bahamas is booked. It sounds ah. like it sounds like uh, <laughs> what was the other one? Bermuda is also booked, so ah. we'll, we'll have to wait and see if there's anything else they can kind of sneak. I mean, Florida's still pretty nice. You could I'll still get away with a Hawaiian shirt. I mean, yeah, I don't know if that's a tournament. Is that a tournament? Yeah, might uh, be.
0: Make make one.
1: I mean, that'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. We. I mean, you could still wear the Hawaiian shirt in in Florida. Like, trust me, sure. it's, it's fine. Like, Florida's still nice. I'll let you know in two weeks when I go watch uh, Dylan and Ace play down in Florida. <laughs> so or, uh, a week actually. Uh, week ten days. I don't even know anymore. Uh, twelve days. Yeah. It's uh so that's that's pretty cool too. Is that they're going to play each other like in on multiple occasions? They're going to be on the same court in the same night too. Like they're going to the battle in uh at Jersey Mike's Arena on December twenty eighth, hmm. which is like games or from twenty ninth. Like, I think it's twenty right? ninth, maybe yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Sorry, it's like 20th. yes, you're right. That's why that's why I knew that date. I knew that for a reason. <laughs> um, that's from like one p.m. to like eight p.m. I think is the last game, and I think the last game is Ace, and the game before that is Dylan versus Ian Jackson, who is one of the top uh recruits in the country going to North Carolina. Uh, it's going to be insane. <clears throat> it's And then, like, them playing each other, I can't wait. Because you know they're going to guard each other. And it's mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to watch. But this is just – I don't know. The whole I think another aspect crazy. that
0: is just so good about it is just, like, they have such a good rapport with each other. Playing together, playing on separate sides, you know, best friends, families. I've seen you say families, best friends. Like, you mm-hmm. see in basketball that it, it takes time to really gel – and you know, build, you know, that chemistry with with a teammate that you've really never played before. But these guys are so mm-hmm. like just so like with each other all like almost all the time that like the, the that time it takes to build chemistry really won't take that long because these guys have just done it so many times now.
1: I mean anyone that can make a TikTok together and like have <laughs> dance moves like that, I think they're fine. I think the yeah. chemistry's there. But uh <laughs> yeah, no, like you see the clips too, like the the AOT clips of like Dylan Harper and Ace together and it's like they're just such a different style of basketball that Rutgers fans are just not used to either. So I think the minute that they like, you're going to see them on the court together and you're like, what the, we're fast paced <laughs> now. And it's like, like we thought we were going to see glimpses of that this year, but obviously it's, it's not coming to, to fruition. Kind of fast
0: pace, they just don't shoot well, but we'll that, talk well, yeah, that that's,
1: yeah. That's a different story, but I'm trying to find the AOT clip of them uh, playing together. Cause it was just, it was, insane and just watch them play together because you you just see like little things and i think it was actually streamed um this summer when they were playing mm. but it, it was just i don't even know how to describe it it's like almost like an aau game or like an nba game like you just watch them play and it's just like they're just so much better than everyone else and it's i don't know this this whole thing's gonna be i can't like stop raving about it <laughs> It's so crazy to me, and like, I
0: know I know you've done it a million times before, but we you know who could always have new listeners new to the pod? uh what would you give their player comparisons?
1: You saw it on Twitter, I know you did uh, <laughs> it's scary hours man it's and it's we're not talking, and it's crazy because like I'm not talking harden I know I use the Harden and k d comparisons, and i I still like those comparisons. But I don't like the Harden comparison from when he's, he's an OKC. I think it's Harden like a little bit after that when he like started Houston? to. Yeah, Houston, like his first time in Houston. Yeah, yeah. He started yeah. when he started to develop into like a really good player, and everyone's like, "Holy shit, who the hell is this guy?" <laughs> um, I think it's him, and then it's Kevin Durant, like going nuts. Like Kevin Durant, it's 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 a guard skill set for a forward. Like Ace Bailey's like six ten, six ten and a half. I think he told me recently. Um. But he's got the guard skill set. He can score. He can shoot. He can drive. He can kick. He can play above the rim. He can hit the three. And and it, it's wild to me because I I've told Mike this before too, and I think I've told you actually. There were people that were telling me like, um, on on the Rutgers beat that were like, "Yeah, I don't know if Ace is really that good. I think he just like plays above the rim a lot and he just dunks a lot." And I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, stop! What are you talking about? Like, um. But yeah, no, I, I do think it's uh it's it's a KD level comparison for Ace Bailey. and Honestly, KD was number two in the country, too. So it it's not absurd. He's just as lengthy, he's just as skinny, he probably still needs to put on weight. Um he might be a little thicker than KD was in uh high school because KD was like 110 pounds soaking wet, maybe. <laughs> um and then James Harden, the comparison for Dylan, it's just it's a guard that can either play can play either role. I'm um, in the backcourt. He can be the distributor, the facilitator. Type he can he could be a scorer if he needs to be. Like he could still drop 20 and still get like a triple double because he's going to uh, throw like 10, 11 assists a game. Um or if he wants to be the scoring guy, he could go drop 30, 40. And like this this these two are going to average like 20 points a game. Like maybe a little less than 20, but they're still going to average like near 20 a game each. So there's your 40 points right there, and you almost matched last night's total. So. <laughs> um, then you're going to add other guys too to the mix, and this is going to be an interesting aspect to the team next year because I don't know, I don't think everyone comes back. Number one, and number two, like a lot of transfer portal guys are going to see this and be like, "Oh shit, I can go play with them real quick and go make the to- I'm going to make a tournament guaranteed. We can make a run if I go play with these two. Like, hey, I'm a I'm a pretty good like wing like a three and D guy." I'm a I'm a Pat Bev type that could defend, or well, that's that's their Jeremiah Williams basically. Um, or I'm like, um, I'm trying to think who's a good three and D guy
0: for, for oh, just, just
1: NBA. NBA just give me a guy.
0: Uh, I don't, I can't even think of it right now to be honest. Everybody's three, nobody plays D, so I know that's
1: that's, <laughs> the, that's the issue. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I a three and D guy, a forward, even a legitimate big man could, is going to look at this roster and be like, yo, they got an opening right there. I could be that guy. I'll I'll be a rim running center and just go nuts with them. That and it, it could work. It clay some, Does
0: that count? It, you,
1: yeah. I guess I could allow clay, but that's their Gavin Griffiths right there. But <laughs> minus the D. Like you said, it's just the three. Um but uh yeah, um, it's gonna be insane. And I, I do think a big man's gonna either emerge via the portal or somewhere because I don't I as after watching Wolfolk this season, I don't think you can go into next season with him as your big man starter. But that's that's besides the point. But uh,
0: I remember I, you talking about if everything like kind of stays as it is right now, aren't they one over the scholarship limit, I believe?
1: Uh, Yes, I think you're correct on that. They have. Let me see if I could pop it up real quick. I had it somewhere. I don't know where it is. Oh, Rutgers basketball scholarship grid. Let's see if I could pop it up on the screen for everyone else to see, too.
0: Yeah. Cause cool. of, yeah.
1: If you're listening on the podcast, uh, you're not going to see this obviously, but, <laughs> um, how do I zoom in? Uh, the little three dots go to your right. Oh, there we go. Oh, okay. That too. Uh, sh- sh- sh-. let's go 150. All right. Yeah. So technically, Ooh, they're two over with Dylan Harper. I didn't add Dylan Harper yet. Good call. Mm. Um, but yeah, like they're gonna be two over with Dylan Harper technically. But it, it'd be very, very shocking if, uh, what do you call it? If he, if uh, I can't even think, Cliff came back. Cliff's not gonna come back. Like it's very, very. Un... Play,
0: though, I'll be honest. The way Cliff's playing right now, yeah.
1: Oh, I know that. But at the, the year same time, You
0: might not exactly hurt him. But that's it, that's I so mean, hard on the line that.
1: Yeah, it's gonna hurt his draft stock, and that's what he wants. He, and not that he has much draft stock at the moment. Um, but yeah, he's he's not gonna. Uh, he, I'm just uh, he's not gonna come back. I don't think. Um, I'd be shocked. I think he's gonna take his chances at the G League at the very least. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you look at the roster right now, like next year they're two over. Say Quiff leaves, that's one over. Oscar's the weird one. I really that's don't thinking, but because. I, yeah. Yeah, but Oscar and him are close. Like Oscar stayed with the Harpers during COVID, and I think he would like to play with both Harpers technically. If there's a spot, I keep. I, it's a six man Oscar or six man. It's a thirteenth man Oscar, and he could be like a, a down the line scholarship guy. Like if you need, if you need one, he's not awful.
0: No, no, Oscar. But, Oscar's probably honestly, Oscar's probably been their second most like consistent player so far this season, which is yeah. kind of a little sad to say but it is yeah. what it is
1: um he's not a bad down the line bench guy so i'd be okay if he stayed if there's a ship if there's not whatever i mag who the hell knows what mr invisible i guess if you want to call him that right now because he's just not playing and it seems like based on everything we've been told it's it's up to him to play like it's his decision which is like i get it I know he sat out like four or five games now in a row because it seems like he was close, and then he was—he's not playing. He's close. He's not playing. He's warming up. No, he's still not playing. Still warming up. No, nope, still not playing. Not even existent. Didn't even warm up. Didn't show up. I don't know where he was, and then he shows up like ten minutes in. Um, I think he has to start playing if if he wants to be on next year's team. Number one, um, it's they need him to. Uh, folks a weird situation. Emmanuel Ogbo, I I don't know what to think about because we don't know what he is yet. Um, Jeremiah Williams will be there sitting out this year, obviously, due to the NCAA uh, transfer rules. Chol.
0: Yeah, that's what I was literally just (sighs) thinking of. The like it's so weird because Pike's Pikeel spent like the whole offseason kind of hyping Chol up, but he doesn't play. Like the only time he plays now is like the this kind of the mop up crew. And I was I was like, I don't know, I just found that so weird. And that's usually when things like that happen, like you usually see guys like that who have talent who are expected who probably expect to, you know, get more minutes don't they usually hit the transfer portal so that's kind of my thought on him right now that's
1: that's a it's a tough one and then like gavin obviously not going anywhere pending a explosion into the first round of like a breakout year i guess but that's not (laughs) happening it doesn't seem like jermichael davis best friends with ace not going anywhere then one two three four five freshmen like clearly are coming in so i mean number one you have to make two space two spaces just to make the roster and then I could see th- up to the three, four. Derek, maybe. I don't, it really nah, depends like, on what. I I don't know. I'm indifferent on that one. It really depends on how he plays this year. I feel like because what, what's his role next year?
0: I mean, I don't know. They have a, they have they have a couple guards this year, so I, I would think he just. I mean, yeah, it's a good point, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just I just I just can't. I don't know. I can't picture him going anywhere.
1: I think that's one to watch for the sole fact that like Jeremiah Williams is is the three and D guy I was talking about. And he's he's probably 6'1". He's probably like 6'2". He's, he's going to be a point guard. Um, or he could probably play that two role and guard two two guards if he needs to and let Dylan take the ball up. Either way, I think those two are solidified starters. I think Ace is a solidified starter. Gavin's probably your three man. And then your five, like obviously Derek's not playing five. Like, And then Jermichael, if Jermichael keeps developing, he might be the better guard. Like it's, <clears throat> I don't know. I feel like it, it's kind of it's a weird role for him this next year, if, unless he can step it up this year. So we'll see what happens, but this is a, it's definitely interesting to look at and just see like what's what, because no one really knows what this, this team going to look like next year.
0: Hmm.
1: So um, I did want to pop that up and I did have something else I wanted to pop up too. Cause I was just talking about it a second ago. Here it is. This is just them two playing together in AOT. Like, you're gonna see like fast breaks all the time. Like that was just that was (laughs) a better pass than I've ever seen out of the Jets over the past couple weeks. (laughs) Hey
0: now, hey listen, we were just talking the other day about him possibly being a you know a dual sport athlete. You know if Rutgers Rutgers is looking in the transfer portal for a quarterback, you know maybe they don't have to look. Maybe he's sitting right there.
1: See, like once once they started playing together at AOT (laughs) and stuff, like this man flew down to Georgia to play on his AAU team. That was like lock it up. That's it. It's done. Is that jaw? Oh, geez. I think it's jaw, right? I got to be careful with him, man. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I was just looking at the same thing. Um,
1: this is the worst highlight tape ever. I haven't seen a highlight. saw one. Didn't he go down uh, for. Of course. What was the thing a
0: couple weeks ago where Dylan went to Ace's. Uh, what was that? Uh... Signing day. Oh, the signing day. That's right. That's
1: right. Yeah. Yeah. Dylan went to Ace's signing day, and uh, that was pretty crazy. Sorry about the ads, people. This is <laughs> stupid YouTube. Stop and shop. Come oh. on, dude! Another one? Oh, oh my god! Um. Anyway, yeah. No, he went down to the signing day, which is pretty crazy. And then he Facetimed Ace after uh committing uh, yeah. yesterday. And I thought, honestly, like I, he was going to Facetime Pykele or something. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like I don't know, if Pykele. I thought it was dead period. But then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, Ace. Yep, that makes sense. That makes a lot more sense. Well, people but... are
0: like, "Who's he Facetiming?" And then somebody was like, "Michael Jordan." And I was like, "What?"
1: <laughs> I. I didn't really know who it was gonna be to be honest with you. I, I it figured it was gonna be
0: ace, but then I was like, wait a second then 70 like, seconds Jordan, I was like, What?
1: These two are just gonna be so good together. Like it's insane. <laughs> that was a bad oh, turnover. Oh, but yeah, what what kind of highlight tape is, <laughs> hey, this? <laughs> what is, what is
0: this? Is this highlight tape for the other team?
1: Apparently. You saw that? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, there's there's more clips than that, but
0: and that's walk oh, for Dylan, oh, and then
1: okay. the rest of the team stinks, I guess. But uh, <laughs> there, there is more clips. Like the Vision Two from Ace is incredible. Like I'm telling you, he has all the guard traits, all the guard aspects, but he's six foot ten. Like, yeah, I would like to see a. Oh Jesus, Dylan,
0: um, <laughs> yo, I'm just, done. I'm oh, done with this go. tape. Ooh, I just okay. did.
1: Did you see that shot though? I'm done with this tape after that. What was that form? Went in. It's like Sean Marion esque. Let me see that again. Hold on. He didn't oh, use the left hand. <laughs> that was impressive. <laughs> All right, I'm done with that. Um, let's, let's get out of here. Um, I, tra- computer, I, I tried wow. to find a better uh, clip. I probably should have done some research beforehand and <laughs> found out when the good highlights were. But uh, it's just, I don't know. This whole thing's bonkers. It's it's going to be so fun. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm me very too. I'm excited. Um, the other news that happened yesterday that wasn't really news. I kind of shut that one down pretty quick, I think, on Twitter and our boards. Um Nike not happening. Like it's just done. It's it's all Adidas. It's three stripe life, baby. Three stripe life, baby.
0: The Dojo got that one wrong.
1: Uh I don't even know who posted it.
0: Wasn't it that samurai uh...
1: yeah, that's who it was. It was samurai hoops. Yeah. Um yeah, that's he. I he posted it. and I actually DM'd him because I've talked to him a couple times in the past, and, and I, he's been pretty reliable. Yeah. He's like a Troy Donovan esque. Uh, but he, um, he's like, I heard Nike, and I was like, dude, I literally just talked to someone like very high up and a very trusted source. They haven't had a single conversation with Nike. It's all Adidas, <laughs> all day, all day. I dream about. You can finish it. Um, <laughs> guess what the S means? Um, but yeah, it's it's um. It's it's interesting, uh, and not really interesting, I guess, because we all knew it was going to be Adidas. They also, like, you saw Adidas this year. Like, they started giving them, like, crazy shoe game, like, mm. in terms of uh, – I had it popped up, too. There's Crazy 8s. There's um, – here it is. Where is it? They have the the, the Dame Crazy 1s. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dame PEs that are floating around. There's cr- custom Dames for rockers now. There's custom – um what are the other ones? Custom Harden's for Ruckers. Harden's fat Qu- suits. And I can't know. <laughs> you saw Cliff's uh, shoe the other day, I think. So I think uh, Ruckers men's basketball actually posted it. It was like a a preview of the game, and it was just a clip of, like, Cliff's shoes. And they're like, they have his name. They have the logo. It's Hardin on the side, this and that. Maybe or, the candy I mean, they, snake ones. I'm sorry. They were Donovan Mitchell's, I think they were. But you see, like, they the have Mitchell, custom.
0: The Mitchell I want to be in New York's. So. <clears throat>
1: Yeah, <laughs> they have uh, they have all kinds of crazy shoes now, and like you, you see it like when they go on visits now, especially they're not, they haven't shown it on the court too much. I think the only guy that's actually rocking like some crazy kicks right now would be uh Derek Simpson. He's he's rocking some crazy customs here and there. He's also rocking like the Trey Trey Young uh ice trays, which are I have actually, and they're pretty. They're pretty comfortable. The try young thought. what
0: happened after that series against the Knicks cuz they have just been I don't know what happened to them after that. They were looked like they were yeah. poised to be like the next kind of breakthrough team and they've been just they've completely fallen behind the Knicks.
1: Yeah, it's uh something else. But uh <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't want to go too much in NBA talk, but yeah, no, it's 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 all Adidas all the way, so we could shut that rumor down. Um other than that, I guess we have to talk about this game at some point.
0: Yeah, there was a game last night I played too, which yeah, I guess yeah, they uh, they kind of that surprised them too by the looks of things. But
1: yeah, um, Craig, you you wrote the recap. You watched it. What? Just give me your I guess initial thoughts.
0: It was weird because it was just like an exact almost replica of the Illinois game where it was they fell behind super <laughs> big, super early, and they just they had I think they had they had one field goal through the first seven and a half minutes. Like
1: mm-hmm. you
0: can't do that. Like before you know it, they're down. I don't even remember. It was a third, I think 13 to three. And then it's just
1: uh, the, yeah.
0: the lead just kept ballooning. And then, of course, I mean, credit to them. They fought back and made it a six point game at halftime. Uh, really, just because of Andre Hyatt. I mean, the guy was just <clears throat> couldn't, basically couldn't miss in the first half. Mm-hmm. Second half comes around and they showed a little bit more. I guess they showed a little bit more fight in the second half, you know, early on than they did in the against the Illinois game because they brought it all the way down to a two point lead. I mean, at one point, at one point, Wake Forest is up on eighteen, and again, I mean, Wake Forest is a pretty good team, but they're not. They not weren't this year. No, I mean, like <laughs> they're not that good. So they fall behind by eighteen, cut it all the way down to two with like maybe ten minutes left or something like that in the second half, and they go on an eighteen-zero run, an eighteen-zero run, and next thing you know, Rutgers is down by like twenty, and it's over. Like the game's over. Like you could, like you, if you watch the first like nine minutes, you thought the game was over. And then you get to, you know, 10 minutes or 10 or so minutes left or whatever the time was left. And the, you're down by 20 in the blink of an eye. You're mm-hmm. down by 20. It's like these things cannot happen. Like they're just so weird because they come in waves like they start off mm-hmm. really bad. Then they're good. They Everything seems to click and everything just goes right back to being bad. And it's like you can't you can't play this way in basketball. And it's it's I, I like I would like we've we'll be talking about it but with Cliff again had another bad game. Wolfolk basically That's didn't animal. do much out there, but it's like it's not even worth pointing out because they they were they, these past two games they've just all been bad and this just mm. just it's just stinks to watch.
1: Yeah, I don't. Looking back at it, like the first half, their shooting wasn't bad, but their defense was bad. Second half, their shooting was fucking abysmal, twenty nine percent. Like, and this this is just again like, and it drives me nuts. I don't know what it is. Why can they never? Even when they get a great three point shooter in Gavin Griffiths, they still can't hit three pointers. They can't hit three pointers for the life of them. And I never understood what the issue is because these guys. Noah Fernandez was decent at his last spot. Gavin Griffiths came in as uh, highly touted as the most talented shooter in his class. Uh, Jermichael Davis can hit a three. Derek Simpson could hit a three. Antonio Chole was raved about as like the number one three point shooter on the team all throughout practice last season and and this season, and it's. Like they they track him and then yeah, Austin Williams, he's not a three point shooter, but he was averaging nineteen last time he was healthy. And it's like what how can these guys not score? Like it makes no sense to me. Um they and then they just smoke layups, like they're seven of thirteen yesterday, which isn't as bad. It's but, good for
0: them at this point. I mean I
1: <laughs> <laughs> not kidding. Um It's just like what what are they doing? Like, I, I don't understand. And then the fouling, there's just too many I and you can argue that there there's refs to blame, but like the foul discrepancy, where it's eighteen to nine, is pretty bad, and it's been like that the past couple games. Like they just—they're committing too many ticky tacky stupid fouls. Like Noah Fernandes had four. Um, I think everyone, almost everyone, had two that played significant minutes, like at least two or three. And then uh, there's just not really like <laughs> there's no ball movement either. It's like, hey, Cliff, go. The one where um the other day or uh, was it was it yesterday? The other day, I forget um cliff looked like he wanted a lob from gavin and gavin hit him with a bounce pass and then cliff was just like oh shit like i'm like mm. dude what the fuck like, <laughs> it's, yeah uh... there's,
0: and there was a play yesterday where and he's i feel like he's done this a couple times where it's like an easy rebound but there's two rector's mm-hmm. guys and he's so aggressive for it that he mm-hmm. kind of knocks it away from like the other Rutgers guy. and the thing like yeah. falls out of bounds like it happened yesterday
1: yeah it's just and like it's just... And, and
0: then it's wait for his ball and i think they probably hit a three and it's like there's, there's yeah. that stuff just kills you
1: yeah, I I just don't know. Like they're giving up offensive boards, they're giving up, they're getting out rebounded big time, and I I don't know how you fix that because it's it's literally on Cliff kind of. Like you're supposed to be talented or highly talented. talented I can't talk. <laughs> he he was basically ranked as one of the best big men in the country, and he just has yet to show that. Like he's just been really bad so far, and like four and four isn't gonna cut it from from that guy from one of the best big men like the f- three blocks yeah it's pretty solid but the four and four is not good had 10 in the first half like he was a liability Derek simpson 0 of three in the first half liability like
0: yeah it's just... simpson is weird because he he gets to his spot shoots and it just doesn't go in like <clears throat> like it's like yeah. I, I get it like it's just but it's your second year now like these, these 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 and there's good looks like these these shots have to start going in
1: yeah and that's what i go back to what i was saying before like it's Kind of like, hey, man, you got to figure shit out or like, you could be screwed. Um, I still think they don't really know how to play with each other either, it seems like. They have to keep tinkering with the lineup. And then someone's just got to step up and be like, hey, I'm the guy. Throw me the ball. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to score. I'm going to go get a bucket. And I, I don't know who that guy is really because no one's really <clears throat> shown that. Like Fernandes had 13 last night, but it was an ugly 13. Andre Hyatt can drop 15 one night, can drop two the next night. So I don't I don't think it's him um <clears throat> i was hoping it would be gavin griffiths but he he looked awful too shooting the ball and he, he looks like he's one of those guys where he gets like down and dumps a little bit like when when he starts missing and it's like i get it but you gotta i don't do you let him just keep shooting and shoot out of the slump like i is it michael davis is he that guy like you know, let him shoot more i i don't know what you do because like right now this is not working at all and it's it's just ugly basketball
0: Yeah, I think now, I mean, I'm not ready to quite hit the panic button, but it's definitely definitely like time. I think it's cause for concern because it's just like there's aspects the aspects to this team that are just not clicking right now are like are aspects that like are basically ingrained in like a Steve Peichel like player. It's like like we talked about the rebounding is just they've gotten out rebound the last two games and it's just Like, this is almost, like, the last time I want to make the the excuse to them, but, like, they got... I feel like they got so just so screwed with the timing of Cam and Paul leaving because those were their big guards that could really, you know, help out with the rebounding. But now it's Fernandes, Simpson, Davis, who are just smaller guards. And, again, they should, like... I don't know. Sometimes rebounding is about where... Sometimes it's not so much about your size, but where you are on the court. So they kind of have to figure out that aspect of of the game. But it's just, like, they just to just look like they're getting bullied up and down the court, which just is not good. Like the toughness is just kind of not there right now. And that's yeah. something that really, I I saw, I think I saw Jerry Carino post mm-hmm. that. Michael was with the team uh, like long mm-hmm. he was in the locker room long and that he almost missed like his uh, inter radio interview. And you'd have to think is that's probably something that he's talking about is this, the, the, they're being, they're not only being like outplayed, they're being out toughed. If that's a word, and they're also just, which we have, whether it's rebounding yeah. or just, you know, post- whatever it may be, it's just these aspects that are, you feel like are ingrained in a Steve Michael team aren't there right now.
1: Yeah. See, now I didn't overthink it too much after the Illinois game because Illinois is a good team. They might be like one of the best in the big 10 Princeton. They're what number 10 in the net or something like that. Number eight, I think it was. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but this loss, this is a bad, bad loss to a bad Wake Forest team. They were 105 in the net. Rutgers is pushing triple digits now. They're at ninety-two now after that loss. It's it's just ugly. Like I, it was a three-point spread, and it they gave the three points to Wake Forest because they were a home team, and it's not a crazy like atmosphere. It's it's just an atmosphere. Don't get me wrong, but
0: it's I not thought it like somebody like, like thirty-five and five at home. Is that true? I'm.
1: I don't know. I
0: thought it yeah. was They might. I think they're like a good home team, but like you said, it's not a yeah. not exactly. You know, it's not exactly Jersey Mike's Arena.
1: No, it it's not even like half the Big 10 schools they're going to have to go to, but it's just been ugly, man. Like they got I don't know what you do though. Like how do you fix that? And I I don't blame it. <clears throat> and I'm I'm not going to lie. Like I don't think Paul was the reason that they're struggling rebounding. I think it's Caleb more than anything. I think losing Caleb hurt a ton. Um <clears throat> but even if you had Caleb, you still don't have a guy that could score. Like Caleb could drop maybe 8, 9, 10 at times, but that's really it. Like you still need to you still need to figure it out from the rebounding perspective. Losing Cam hurt because he was your your dog, like your alpha guy. And again, you don't have that guy. Like, there's no one out there that can is going to step up and be like, "Hey, give me the ball. Like, I need to score. I need to get some buckets for us. Otherwise, we're going to lose by twenty again or eighteen or whatever how it was." It's just, I, I don't know, man. It's it's been ugly, Andy. and
0: maybe I'm just thinking out loud here, but do you think <laughs> that I know uh, Wolfolk lost like you saw? So he came in much leaner this year lost a lot of weight, but do you feel like that was maybe the best? Was that the right decision? Cause I'm watching him out there and obviously he looks a lot leaner, but he's also getting like, just he's getting pushed around in a way that he wasn't when he had that weight on. Like you saw, so, we saw him when he, had, when he was that muscular, like he was, he was really the one dishing out with dishing out, like, you know, kind of the punishment, but now it's like, I'm watching him against these backup bigs and he's getting pushed around.
1: I think it was still the right decision at the end of the day. Um, It's just, I, I'm so against the, the giant, muscular, huge big men. I I think the more athletic big men is just such a better fit for offenses nowadays. Now that being said, Rutgers lacks an offense. So that's, that's the bigger issue. Um, I do think he'll be fine. And I think the fact that he's a football player, he has that instinct that he should be able to body some of these guys. I think he'll be okay when it's all said and done, but my bigger issue is Cliff. I need, I need him to step up, man. Like I need you to be that top 10 or top five center in the league, I guess or in a nation to start the season. I need him to do something. Like I I need you to drop at least minimum. I need a double, double out of you every night. And he's just nowhere near that. It was four and four. Like that's, that's pretty damn bad. Um, In
0: his defense that they didn't really, they barely even looked his way in the first half, but uh, yeah, yeah, but even when he did have the ball again, it's just back to the rim does his, you know, post moves and then just throws it up. He almost throws it like how we we were watching that, uh, that one, that high school kid with the right arm, he yeah. just does that where he just kind of just throws it up and it's just not it's like not even close. And he got
1: dogged by a guy that didn't even play the entire season. Yesterday was his first game in Efton Reed. And he just got NCAA cleared the night before and he came in off the bench and he dropped twelve and fourteen in twenty seven minutes. And I'm like, I, he's been practicing with the team obviously, but like, what the hell? <laughs> like, he's know he he's one of those. Big body centers like those old school seven foot two hundred and fifty type centers. So I think that's more like what we saw. But I I don't think you'll see a lot more of that in the future. I think it's going to start changing a little bit too. Um, but someone's got to just it drives me nuts, man. The sc- lack of scoring is just watching other teams like even if you live and die by the three, it's still more fun. It's exciting to watch, and there'll be games where you hit like twenty threes, and it's like yes, that's insane. Like that was <laughs> ninety points, and then there'll be games where it's like seven of 30 and it's like all right that was a bad one but you still it's more exciting play this play is just nothing i don't know what it is it's just they they don't look like they care either
0: yeah because i mean going into the year we kind of figured you know they'd drop off a little bit in defense and probably a little bit in rebounding and we were but we didn't think it would be you know kind of this bad and i figured they would at least have kind of the shooting to make up for it but they're not even getting that either like pichel mentioned like he thinks this could be an 80 point team but like they're not even close to that right now oh
1: no not at all that's and i think he's starting to realize anything he says is like starting to get nipped in the butt it was like ralph a g like best rebounder doesn't play of like a minute um best team i've ever had doesn't make the tournament and it's like all right they you you gotta stop like saying those quotes (laughs) i feel like a little bit it's coming back to bite you every time um but, yeah, no, I, I just – I don't know what else you do. Um, I don't think there was a presser. I didn't see any.
0: Yeah, I didn't I see any we, or anything. We
1: didn't get an email either uh, about one, so I just don't think there was anything said. I know it's an away game, and sometimes they don't do it for away games, but for the most part they do, so I was a little shocked by that. But, um, yeah, uh, big game this weekend, Seton Hall. And...
0: Yeah, it's a huge game because both teams I mean, are now coming is, in basically yeah. limping, and this is like the losers might be – they might be <clears> – <you know. throat> This, this season be might be, it. It is unraveling for the loser, right? Right now,
1: yeah. Um, wait, <clears throat> one too, eight thirty p.m. Saturday night, uh, Prudential Center. Um, I'll be there. I don't think you're gone, right? No. Nah. Um, I'll be there. Alec will be there. Um, I'm going with some family. Alec's going to cover the game for us. Uh, for sole fact that I have a lot of Seton Hall fans in my family, a lot of dummies. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um. Yeah, unfortunately, but uh, I'll be hanging out with them. So if you see me like a little buzzed, a little drinking, like, mind your business. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or um, me.
1: I mean, that too. I'm all about that.
0: Uh, but yeah, hey, no, actually, hey, listen, beginning... what, he, he, you, you, I mean, you were the first <laughs> you, one with Dylan Harper. I mean, you were kind yeah, of celebrate like, a little bit, you know, Yeah, I, I, know. A celebrate I, mean, yet. <laughs> I feel like it's, if anybody deserves his credit, it's Richard Schneider, right, you know?
1: Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else, Craig? Dylan Harper news, Juan Soto news, uh, Rutgers yeah, I basketball. Mean, um, I was just going to
0: mention, I mean, Juan Soto, welcome to New York. That's going to be yeah, hopefully fun one. to watch because, I mean, he plays a little bit like he's kind of like judging a bit where it's like, he, you know, he'll take his pitches. He hits for average and plays like an actual baseball player. So it's nice to see. Nice to see that a short porch will hopefully, I would think, help him. And mm-hmm. hopefully now they say it's a one year rental, but if he has a good year, hopefully he looks to uh, make it longer than that.
1: Yeah, two generational talents on the same team.
0: Yeah, Three to is- count
1: John Carwell. Yeah. <laughs> um and no, now they yeah, just they-
0: gotta go get uh Yamamoto so they can have the Yamasoto.
1: Oh I didn't think about that. That would yeah. be cool. And everybody's um, gonna
0: think of the uh John Sterling home run calls. Oh my god. Everybody's right. saying one in a million. Oh I, I didn't think of about it's, that. It's, it's gonna be something like, you know, fifties related, or so maybe like I don't know, or maybe like it's a w it's a wonderful <laughs> life, some connected with that.
1: Something stupid, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love Sterling, but he's just just something else. Um, anyway, uh, other than that, any uh, final thoughts on Ruckers?
0: No, I think that's just about it. <clears throat> All
1: right, guys, uh, we'll have a preview show soon. Um, we will have. If you guys don't know him, he's he's a very interesting guest. He's a very big personality on Twitter for Seton Hall, and they don't have a lot of Twitter fans. But uh, <clears throat> his name's JP Carlissimo, obviously a play on words because it's not PJ Carissimo. Um, big seat and hall guy knows a lot about the sport. He'll be on our preview show probably tomorrow. Uh, but in the meantime, if you haven't already hit the like, and subscribe button down below, share this video to your friends, share the podcast, to your friends, give us a rating on whatever podcasting app you're listening to on. Cause it helps us grow the pod helps us grow to a bigger Rutgers audience. Um, <clears throat> and we like doing these, they're fun. And you guys like them. You, you watch them obviously. So I would hope you like them, but, um, yeah, no, it's just, uh, it's. It, I'm glad Dylan's, Harper's recruitment's finally over. I'm glad we got it first by a mile. I'm glad I never wavered because I was very confident in him from the get-go. Um, There were moments where people were like, hey, like, what are you doing? Like, are you sure? Are you sure he's, he's visiting Duke? Are you sure he's visiting Indiana? Oh, he's yeah, like, I remember Kansas, those rumors? The Kansas is Visiting
0: here. Kansas, yeah, <clears throat> not, uh, yeah. I don't think he ever stepped foot in Kansas.
1: Never hesitate once on our end. Um, I can't speak for everyone else. Because they did hesitate quite a bit. They actually said it wasn't going to happen. But uh, nil is a hell of a thing. So uh, Rutgers <laughs> basketball is back, sort of. Not this year. Next year. <laughs> um, Fingers crossed. But, uh, I don't yeah. Uh, <laughs> for I guess that's all I really got. Um, for me and Craig, that's another episode of the Night Report podcast. Signing off.